without a caste by Krishna's mercy. Jati hi naga janma mahimukta keen hi asinari. Mahamandaman sukcha hasi ase prabuhi bisari. Quote, The one who was without a caste, who took birth from a ground of sins, even that woman was liberated. O you of greatly foolish mind, how can you desire happiness while forgetting such a lord? Dohavali 156. Excuse me, sir, to which caste do you belong? It is not so easy to decipher based on your appearance. You could belong to the highest occupation, or you could be one among the masses who lack intelligence. I see that an answer is not forthcoming. Can you at least tell me who your parents were? Was your father distinguished in society? Did he achieve any high rank or honor? Perhaps then one of your ancestors is someone known to the people of this town? The community must honor their contribution, their sacrifice, their diligence, their commitment to doing the right thing. If you have no pedigree of which to speak, does that mean you are too ashamed to tell? Were you the byproduct of a clandestine love affair, a tryst that broke the rules? Were you the unfortunate result of a union based only on lust which lasted for but a few brief moments? Alas, I cannot imagine the level of shame you must feel. You do not even carry a caste which can be compared against. How can you be discriminated against when you have no stature of which to speak? It is sad indeed, as you really had no say in the matter. Such a review is only natural when meeting someone for the first time, especially if that person is an adult. Your name, your age, your occupation, your family. These are basic identifiers to fill out a biographical profile. It is the point at which to start, to get the conversation going. Imagine if you have nothing of which to speak. You were indeed too ashamed to admit your background. You were too lowly to take on a respectable occupation. You can beg for a living, but only in certain areas. The civilized world really wants nothing to do with you. Using such a backdrop, Goswami Tulsidas highlights the merciful nature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Rama. Indeed, from a basic scientific understanding, we can reach a similar conclusion. The sun, the clouds, the moon, the rain, the trees, these function in a manner lacking discrimination. The sun shines heat and light on both the sinner and the saint. The saint may appreciate the sunlight, while the sinner simply takes. The miser wants to exploit more and more. If they could find a way to hoard all of the energy for themselves, they would happily do it. There is no impact on the sun. The reception has no bearing on the continuous availability. The clouds deliver rain, whether the birds resting on the trees are religious or not. The water continues to fall from the mountain, and the seasons change as if on a schedule. In the Ramayana, Sita Devi remarks that her husband wishes well to all living entities. This is a unique distinction because the tendency is towards self-focus. What is good for me? What can I enjoy? How will I be happy? Quote, My husband Rama is famous throughout the world. He is pure, truthful, and very gentle. He is mighty-armed, 
has wide eyes, and is always busy working for the welfare of all living beings. Sarva Bhutta Hitrata. Sita Devi, speaking to Ravana, Valmiki Ramayana, Aranyakand 4711. In case I extend my area of interest, there tends to be limitations. I only want to build a school for a certain section of the population. I help the elderly at the expense of the young. I am empathetic to the cause of women, while men can go fend for themselves. Sri Rama wishes well for everyone. This includes the lowest of the low. There is no such designation in the mind of God, since the conditions of high and low are only temporary. Every living being has a link to Him. Reconnecting, bringing one plus one, reactivating that link is called yoga. The female ascetic named Shabari had no external qualifications. She was not the head of a prestigious religious institution. She did not have volumes of literature to her name. She was not married to someone well-known or wealthy. All she had was her asceticism, which was recommended to her by her spiritual guides. The reward for that dedication was a direct meeting with Sri Rama. She made the appropriate offering, though a humble one. From trying a few berries from the wild, presented with love and devotion, Sri Rama was pleased. Tulsidas gives himself the reminder to think in that direction. There cannot be happiness while forgetting someone who is so benevolent. There can only be exploitation, selfishness, greed, and lack of control over the senses. Whereas someone like Shabari has everything going for her because she never forgets Rama. In closing, Reminder to set, and not to forget, that Rama appearing where, Shabari and forest there, who without qualifications any, from place of demerits many, but still berries offering to make, and Lord happily to take.